ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 27 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at Check Out My Cards, one word, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn about offers, promotions, and more at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Everybody and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I hope you had a great Fourth of July weekend. We just got back from a little family vacation. You may or may not have noticed, but I was a little quiet on social media this last week, and that's because we were gone on a family vacation. We decided to go over to Holiday World in Santa Claus, Indiana. Pretty nice little amusement park over there. It's kind of two parks in one. They've got kind of a full water park and a full roller coaster, other type ride park all together in one location. So we spent a couple days going there. Uh, My family's verdict is it was definitely worth the trip, definitely had a good time, but they enjoyed the water slides more than the roller coasters and other rides. And so uh, for what it's worth, we enjoyed the water park quite a bit and the different water slides and stuff like that. So anyway, we had a great, great several days away, back recharged, ready to go. But that's what we did for the last week for our little getaway. Well, today I've got another Super Collector interview for you. I'm going to bring you a conversation with Ian Badir. He is a Royals Super Collector and we're going to talk a little bit about that Royals Super Collection, why the Royals, and a couple of those former Royals that he is really focused in on. And so that's going to be our main topic today. After I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors that breaks now seven days a week across YouTube, Facebook, and Loop the app. They're also going to be in Nashville at the Nashville Card Show the weekend of July 15th. You can also visit them at their brick-and-mortar shop in Knoxville, Tennessee, other times, and you can see their full selection of wax, singles, supplies, and even watch some of those breaks live and in the shop. They are also an approved group submitter to SGC, and I recently submitted another five cards through them, and you can see the results of those on social media. They should be out and available by the time you see this show. Check them out at udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. I want to welcome Ian Bedeer to the show today. He has a super collection that we're going to talk through, but I want to start with his Twitter. It says, I make custom sports cards, sing really loudly in my car, and play softball. I'm here to generate laughs, smiles, kindness, and encouragement. That sounds great, but what I don't see is anything about a super collection. What gives? (laughs) So um, I'm one of those people where I'm not good at the social media presence part of the collecting world. So I'm like the the people that know like who I am and what I collect and the players that I collect, they're aware, aware of me mostly because they met me in person um, or, you know, got, caught me on like a trading forum or something like that. But unfortunately I'm not good at uh, 
really getting my name or my brand out there because that hasn't really been my focus. Um, I enjoy more of just the connecting with people than just advertising out to the world. Hey, I'm a super collector and this is my guy. So I guess that's why my profile doesn't call it out specifically. Well, earlier this year when I had put out the call to talk with super collectors, I'm glad that that we connected and I got you on the list because I think this is going to be pretty good. So your your primary focus has been the Royals, if I understand correctly. Talk to me a little bit about what was the inspiration for that? You know, what, what got you started? What drives a collector to start hoarding the Royals, Alex Gordon, and Jermaine Dye? Okay, so I'll start as a kid, how I adopted the Royals as my team, because I am from Nebraska, where we have no professional sports teams. So when I was eight, um, I was already really starting to enjoy just basic numbers. And so my brother had a box of baseball cards, and he was like, Ian, I will sell you this box of baseball cards for two bucks, and you can start your baseball card collection. You know, it was one of those 800 count boxes. And I was like, that sounds like a wonderful deal. And I didn't care too much about the teams, but I really love the stats on the back. Holy cow, I love the stats. So stats are what got me into baseball. And then my brother was a fan of the Royals, so I figured I'd take a good hard look at them. They were the closest team to us. I loved that George Brett was a part of the Royals. And so at the age of eight, I adopted the Royals of my team uh, for better or for worse, mostly for worse for most of these years. <laughs> so that's what got you connected to the Royals. Yeah. At what, at what point did you decide that you weren't just going to collect cards, but you were not, and you weren't just going to collect Royals, but you were going to super collect the Royals. Yeah. So you'll have to fast forward quite a few years. Um, Cause I followed the Royals, you know, again, listening to games on the radio, starting when I was nine or 10, but collecting the Royals uh, actually came fairly recently. And it was actually a, um, a friend uh, on Twitter, his name's Matthew. And he was utilizing a website called trading card database. And I was already familiar with the site. Um, I'd used it a few times to try and chase down Alex Gordon cards because I would collect um, Jermaine Dye and Alex Gordon specifically, but not the Royals as a team. So I had no focus on the Royals as a team. I was just very focused on, do you have Jermaine Dye cards I need or Alex Gordon? And that's it. And that allowed me to um, kind of laser in on just the guys that I wanted and they weren't overly expensive. So it allowed me to go through a lot of dry years financially and still occasionally pick up a card that I needed. What, what was it about Alex Gordon and Jermaine Dye that, that attracted you to them? So starting with Jermaine Dye, I became a fan of his just listening to how Royals announcer Denny Matthews described his play on the radio. So I had no TV to watch Jermaine Dye on. All I had was the call of the Royals games on the radio and the way they talked about how Jermaine Dye played the game, I was hooked on him. And so my username since I was a kid has always been diehard fan with a Y after Jermaine died because he used to have a cheering section out in the outfield and they were called the diehard fans for a little while. So that's how I got hooked on Jermaine. And then Alex Gordon um, is the Nebraska connection. Okay. So I got to watch Alex play here in Lincoln for the Cornhuskers and of course loved the way that he played the game. And then when the Royals got the opportunity to draft him, you know, you're crossing your fingers, hoping the team will take him. And when they did, that was just best of both worlds. You know, a guy I got to see play growing up is now going to go play for my favorite team. And then the decision to collect him came later in his career when he signed his final four-year deal to stay with the Royals and almost like retire a Royal around the World Series. That was when I decided, okay, it's time to collect him now because he's probably going to be a Royal for life. How many cards have you, have you, um, gotten up to for both Alex and Jermaine? Uh, give me one second and I'll give you the exact number. So when I started on 
um, Alex, I had five cards of his when I decided to start collecting him. And that was in 2016. And now total number of cards I have of Alex Gordon is 2,568. And then for Jermaine Dye, I have 1,768 cards of Jermaine. All different or some doubles in there or? This is all unique cards. So doubles oh. are not counted in those numbers. Awesome. Very cool. What has been kind of one of the more memorable finds that you've that you've landed as you've been trying to track all these down? Oh, man, there's been so many just crazy stories. I'd have to say the big theme of collecting or super collecting, whatever you want to call it, is patience. You have to be so patient in this game. It's not a race to collect your team or your player or whatever or your set or whatever you're focusing on. So what I would encourage collectors, especially those of us out there who don't have unlimited funds to spend on collecting, is to not sweat, you know, the small stuff when you miss an auction on, you know, a card that you needed. There will always be more cards out there for you to collect. It's highly unlikely you're going to get every single card of your player or team. We enjoy the chase, but there are some goals that are probably unrealistic. So it is my ultimate goal to get 100% of all of Alex Gordon and Jermaine Dye's cards? No, because I consider that an unrealistic goal. Doesn't mean I won't try and not enjoy every single step of the way in trying to get there. So for me, it's enjoying that process of uh, just celebrating the little victories. Hey, I got one new card I needed of the guy. It didn't matter if it was a nickel card or a $5 card or a $50 card. Just enjoying that card for what it is and the knowledge that you get around the hobby from collecting your player or your team. So when I started collecting the Royals, my knowledge of baseball cards was limited to the scope of Gordon and Die, And these are guys that have played from the mid nineties to now. So think about all the baseball cards and all the other sports cards that are out there that I had no awareness of um, that I wouldn't be until I started collecting something else. So collecting the Royals exposed me to all these other oddball sets, flagship sets, sets that everybody else loves and cares about. And I wasn't aware of them at all until I started collecting the Royals as a team. That's one of the cool things I think about the hobby is that it has this way of sucking you in. You get you get a latched on to something and then it just causes you to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And you get you, down these rabbit holes. Yeah, you, you get on these rabbit holes and you you find some other cards that you had no idea about, but you just fall in love with. And along the way, you get to build relationships, meet new people, and and build some friendships as you're trying yeah. to track these down too. I think that's I think that's really cool. Are there any um, that you've really had trouble finding things that you really, really want, but haven't been able to land yet? Well, yeah. And, I, and I'm sorry, I forgot to give you a specific example of ones that I have completed. I'll give you one. Um, Jermaine Dye, when I was collecting him around 2001, I uh, asked my dad for permission to use his credit card because, you know, I was not, I didn't have one. And I purchased one of his 2001 playoff absolute memorabilia um, opening day base cards. So okay. it's got a piece of the base from the opening day game for the Royals. And there's four parallels of it. The single has one, the double has two relics, three, and then the home run parallel has four. 20 years later, I finally got the fourth parallel. Nice. So you have the full run. So I, finished, I finished is, it this year. That is, set. Uh, is the last one a, a one-on-one or how many of them were it's, there? It's actually to 25. So the home oh. run parallel is number to 25, but they're just, they don't pop up very often. And for whatever reason, when they had, I'd missed my chance at getting them. So that set finally got completed this year. Yeah, that would be pretty memorable. What about one that you're still trying to find? Yeah, ones that I'm still trying to find. 
Um, my main chase outside of the numbers game is Jersey cards. So for me, I love getting connected closer to the game of baseball and relic cards. If they didn't exist, I don't know that I would be as involved in the hobby as I am today. Wow. So that that's a very specific example where when the manufacturer started doing that, my interest in the hobby jumped tenfold because you were putting in a piece of the shirt that a guy wore in an actual baseball game. And man, if you can find one of those that's even got dirt on it, how, how cool is that? So I've been very fortunate that with Alex Gordon, for example, they've for the most part used real game used relics in almost all of his cards. Um, when you look at the hobby today, there's been just kind of a proliferation of relics throughout. And a lot of them now are just player worn or event worn. They're not actually from games you know, that they were played in. And the certification process has been less and less specific over the years. Yep. So I've just been fortunate that the guys that I collect, it's mostly real stuff. And that's what I absolutely love is getting a piece of the game in a card. You talked about getting that connection or having that connection to the game. And earlier you talked about one of the driving forces behind Alex Gordon was the connection to Nebraska. Do you have uh, another collection that's focused on Nebraska players or, or a Nebraska focused collection as well? I do. I do. So the one that I've been collecting as almost as long as I've collected Jermaine Dye is I collect one autograph of every Husker that's played in the NFL or the MLB or the NBA. So if they made it and played in a pro game, I want to get at least one autograph of them. Now that list for baseball is like 50 guys. That list for basketball is like 10 guys. So those, those are pretty easy to knock out. The list for football is 400 guys. Wow. And there's more added every year as guys graduate, get drafted and get a chance to go play in the NFL. The NFL list is again, one of those impossible chases because a lot of the guys played World War I era, 1920s, 1930s. They've passed away long ago. Some of them long before people really collected autographs. So will I ever get hundred percent? No, but that hasn't stopped me from enjoying getting connected to the history of Nebraska sports. That's awesome. And so it sounds like they don't need to be in a Nebraska uniform or anything like that for you to get them. It's just a, a card of them and yeah. or an autograph card of them. Exactly. Very cool. I love that focus. I love the, the fact that it also is a variety, right? Like it's, you've got one of the, the more popular players that they ever had, ever had with Alex Gordon in this more modern era, Jermaine Dye, while popular for a while, from a broad collecting perspective is a little more obscure, right? Yeah. Which I think is really cool. And then the Nebraska collect, uh, connection is something even different than the others with, with you wanting the autograph versions of those cards. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So coming full circle back to the Twitter bio about making custom cards that was born out of my chase for Husker autographs. So when I started, I would focus on Huskers where they made a trading card of them. But the problem is you have hundreds and hundreds of players that never had a card made. So how am I going to get an autographed trading card of these guys? My best chance was maybe getting an index card, which unfortunately those are pretty boring for me right. to just have a you know four by six white piece of paper with some pen on it. So I started reaching out to gentlemen on Facebook that made custom cards and said, what would it take for me to learn how to do this? Could you, you know, show me the ropes? And there was, there was just an excellent guy um, his name was uh, Jason Johnson. And he said, yeah, absolutely. I'll share with you everything I know and show you how to do this. And I got the cutting machine and started to learn how to do Photoshop, despite not really having any creative background whatsoever, and started making my own cards to then in, yeah, um, encase those index card autographs. 
So that was my introduction to making custom cards was getting Husker autographs and putting them in a trading card that would make me treasure it way more than just the signed index card would have been. The other thing that I like about what you've shared so far is that sometimes I have these conversations and the thing that people like is that there's a finite goal for whatever it is that they're yes. trying to collect and super collect. Theoretically, there's an end, but, there's an end point. <laughs> but what you've shared is that you re recognize that you may never get there, but that doesn't stop you from trying and doesn't stop you from pursuing those cards along the way. I think that's a great message for everybody out there. Yeah. Yeah, if anyone is, has some of these cards that you're you're still trying to find, or maybe some of the more limited or or obscure cards of of Gordon or Die, or maybe even some of these Nebraska autographs, where yeah. can they get in touch with you? So you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Ian Badir. That's I A N B A D E E R. You'll find me there. I'm usually uh, interacting with the hobby community or ranting about how terrible the Royals are. Very nice. Sounds good. Is there anything else that you wanted to make sure we hit on today before we go? Yeah. So um, my focusing as a collector is um, I've started to branch off more into knowledge sharing. So when you've been in the hobby and you, Mike, you've been in the hobby longer than I have, right? So you've built up this wealth of knowledge. Like you don't even know how much knowledge you have until you talk to someone that's new and you realize how much information you have to share with them. I have found that as fun as it is to, you know, make a post and be like, hey, my, my Alex Gordon collection percentage just hit 90%, 90% done. Like that's, that's really cool. But what I found more gratifying is talking to collectors and finding out that there is a nugget of wisdom or a nugget of truth that I can share with them that's going to help them in their collecting journey. So what I've tried to latch on to is looking for pieces of information that I can remember that will help another collector down the road that would have helped me when I was in that spot. Or if someone shared a cool nugget with me, passing that along to someone else. So what I've branched off to of starting off as a collector who lived only on eBay, right? And is just looking for what I need and then buying it to a collector that most of my interactions now are through trades. Very so cool. I utilize trading card database to build my Royals collection, to build my Husker collection. I'll still buy, you know, the Alex Ward and Jermaine die cards, but I've built a relatively large Royals and Huskers collection almost exclusively just by trading non-Royals and Huskers cards for them. So my, my solution is very simple. I go to my local card shop. Um, it's called Capital City Sports Cards here in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you ever drive through Lincoln, I highly recommend you visit chat with the owner, Chris Dietrich. He's fantastic. He has boxes of cards that start at two pennies for every card in those boxes. And then he has slightly better cards that are in quarter boxes. And that's sure. where you'll find like inserts and parallels and things like that. And so Chris and I, he has helped me so much in building up my collection. And then once I drained him of all of his Royals and Huskers cards that I needed, um, I'd go through his boxes and, uh, and get cards that I figured people would want to trade for. Sure. list them on trading card database and get Royals and Huskers in return. So he has been my wonderful funnel to continue to build my collection, you know, indirectly through that process. That's great to give him a shout out. And that is not the first time that trading card database has come up um, in some of these super collection conversations. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that, that you find value from, from that site as well. Well, hey, I really appreciate you joining me today. I love hearing about all of these different collections that people have and the focuses that they have and hearing a little bit about how they go about tracking all those cards down. So thanks again, Ian, for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. Really appreciate it. 
like the athletes we admire. The sports card shop is changing the game. We're not launching threes, bombing drives, or hitting dingers, but we have built a unique gathering spot for all collectors to trade cards, talk sports, play games, and watch their favorite athletes on the big screens. Yes, we've partnered with Panini, Upper Deck, Leaf, Tops, Fanatics, Pokemon, and others to bring you all the latest in sealed wax and singles. But the sports card shop in New Buffalo, Michigan is much, much more. Our recent expansion brings collectible sneakers, Hot Wheels, and more sports and entertainment memorabilia into the mix. Our new Collector's Cave game room is the perfect place to throw a rip party, bring friends, rip packs, trade cards, play billiards, ping pong, shuffleboard, classic arcade, and Xbox games, all while watching your favorite sport on TV. Visit us at thesportscardshop.com. Follow us on social at underscore sportscardshop or better yet, visit us in person to learn about special events, party packages, new products, and everything we're doing for you. The Sports Card Shop, connecting people, sports, and the hobby around the world. Jermaine Dye, Alex Gordon, the Kansas City Royals, and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Now that's quite a super collection. Thanks again to Ian for joining me today to talk a little bit about that super collection and the process that he uses to track all those cards down. I think the aspect of trading for a good portion of those is a pretty cool approach to, to building that collection out, especially as large as it is growing. So I think that says something and it gives you a different perspective on a way that you might be able to approach a collection of your own. Well, let me know what you thought about that. Have you done something similar? Reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Send me an email at WaxPackHero at gmail.com. I would love to hear what you have to think. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at WaxPackHero as well. Don't forget to leave a rating and review, and I would love it if you would tell a friend about the show. Well, that is all I've got for today, so I'll catch you next time.